Let's begin with uh, some text. Three subjects we have selected, they're all related to Shabbat. One is about Kiddush, the mitzvah of Kiddush. The second one is about Lechem Mishneh, mitzvah of the two chalot, two bread. And at the end of Shabbat, the mitzvah of Ner Havdalah. As I mentioned, <clears throat> we are going to use those subjects. And in, in real life experience, we are going to see of how those methods of learning more in-depth are, uh, are coming to life. So, let me hear from you. The Mitzvah of Kiddush. Let's begin with that one. What's the source? What's the original source for the Mitzvah of Kiddush? Very good. This is actually part of the Ten Commandments. Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekacho. Kiddush. We do Kiddush. How do we do Kiddush? Shall we all know? Very basic. Take a cup of wine, grape juice. We leave the cup and we say a bracha, two brachot, right? We do Kiddush. Now... <clears throat> Let me just clarify something. How many, how many Kiddush there are? It's a tricky question. In the second text of the Talmud, Psachim, how many Kiddush there are? Remember, the Torah says, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekacho, you have to do Kiddush. Take a look at the Talmud. Tanu Rabbanan, our sages thought. Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekatsho Zochehu Alayayim The Kiddush shall be made on wine. In fact, you don't really need wine, but eventually it was established that we should do the Kiddush on wine. I'm not going to get into the details here whether the Kiddush that you say in the prayer already counts for Kiddush or not. Let's keep it simple. You do Kiddush, the one mitzvah of Kiddush, on wine. Continues the Talmud, Ikar Kiddusha Belayla Hu Kaddish. The Kiddush Trilat Yoma Bayil Kiddusha. The main Kiddush is at night. And continues the Talmud, Achika Amar, Zachor et Yom Shabbat le Kadsho, Zochehu Alayain Biknisato. The Torah says, you must remember the Shabbat by saying Kiddush at the beginning of the, at the, uh, at the beginning of Shabbat. So I only know by night, by Yom Tamud Lomar, Zachor et Yom. Let me clarify here what it means. There is a biblical mitzvah called Kiddush. And Kiddush is only one time. There's only one Kiddush. Then there is a rabbinical Kiddush, second one, which we do by day. And in fact, according to some, and for the purpose of our course, we are not going to get into that detail, it's not a real Kiddush. It's something that is meant to look like a Kiddush, but it's not the real Kiddush. 
The Kiddush of the day is just a rabbinical mitzvah for whatever reason and whatever purpose. But it's not Kiddush. Kiddush is the Kiddush of the night. That's the mitzvah, the biblical mitzvah to do Kiddush. So really, that's why I was saying that it's a tricky question. When you say how many Kiddush there are, well, obviously, you know, the natural answer is to say two. But in fact, it's not so simple because originally Kiddush is only one. There is one mitzvah of Kiddush, and that's the Kiddush that we do at night. Eventually, there is a rabbinical mitzvah for a reason, which I'm not going to get into, that we also do by day, something that looks like a Kiddush. Now, now that we know there is one mitzvah of Kiddush, the question is, when do you do it? Of course, from the Talmud we just learned, you do it at the beginning, we even call it the Kiddush of the night. But essentially, essentially, the mitzvah of Kiddush, when does it have to be done? When I say essentially, I mean from the perspective of the mitzvah itself. Do you say, <clears throat> well, really, essentially, you have 24 hours. You can do it at any time. You can do it when Shabbat comes in. You can do it at 3 a.m. You can do it in the morning for breakfast. Essentially, Kiddush is one-time Kiddush during Shabbat. Or, do you say the mitzvah of Kiddush is meant to be as soon as Shabbat comes in? So what do you say? You've learned some of the text. Yes, I heard you. I heard you. You're saying you should do it right away. What are you, what are you waiting I hear you, but I'm asking here, essentially from the perspective of the mitzvah, do you have to do it at the beginning? Is it just, why waiting? So you may as well do it at the beginning, or is it, you have to do it at the beginning? Mm -hmm. Very good. And? You were saying the first, the Bach, the Ot Gimel, yes. And, do we have another opinion? Yes, well, I, I heard Ezra, I heard Ezra, and, and Ezra is a great opinion. And, and you know what, I, I connect to Ezra. But, give me a second. So, Avram Dov, you just mentioned, you said, the Bach, the Bait Chadash, Rabbi Yoel Sirkesh, who was one of the commentators on the uh, tour, one of the cut of Jewish law, says, as Avram Dov just very well articulated, that mitzvah of Kiddush must be done as soon as Shabbat comes in. Take a look at the words of the Bach. Text 3, text Gino. The Ikara mitzvah, the very mitzvah, the main mitzvah should be done, le Kadesh, as soon as Shabbat is sanctified, as soon as Shabbat comes in.
Does the Rashbam, Rabbi Shmuel ben Meir, the next uh, text, does he agree with that? Oh, who, who is asking? Red Blazer, you see? Here we go. Red <clears throat> Blazer is already applying some of the steps for in-depth learning that we are going to share. I'm not there yet. It's a great question. Well said. Well said. So let me hear, let me hear, add a few more details and, and just summarize the Kiddush story. As Avram Dov was saying just earlier, and I heard also a few comments, I couldn't pick up uh, who was saying that. Essentially, the Rajban, with regards to when do you have to do it, he agrees with the Bach. You have to do it as soon as Shabbat comes in. But he adds a reason, which based on that reason, do you understand that he disagrees with the Bach in terms of whether from the very mitzvah of Kiddush, you have to do it at the beginning. Here's the story. The Rashbam says, Zrizin magdimin la mitzvah. That's a principle that applies to every mitzvah, not just to Kiddush. It means that a person should always try to do the mitzvah as early as you can. As Ezra was saying early, uh, earlier, if you, if you can do it now, why wait? That's a principle in Torah. Which applies, by the way, we also derive it from the mitzvah of Brit Milah. Okay? Take example for Brit Milah, for example. Brit Milah, you can do it only by day, not by night. When by day? The whole day. From 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Now, Mila itself doesn't say you should do it at 6 a.m. But there is a principle that says, Zrizin Magdimin La Mitzvah. A person should always strive to always do the mitzvah as early as he can to show appreciation for the mitzvah. But essentially, does the mitzvah require that you should do it at the beginning of the day? No. Take Lulav, for example. You shake Lulav. When? By day. When? When by day? Whatever you want. Take the filling. You have to put on the filling. When? By day. When exactly by day? What time? Whenever you want. You have the whole day. But, Zrizin Magdimin La Mitzvah. There is a principle that applies for every mitzvah that if you can, to show appreciation to the mitzvah, why pushing it off? Do it as early as you can. That's what the Rajvam says, the same thing for Kiddush. Kiddush, essentially, you have 24 hours. You can do it anytime during the Shabbat. But there is a principle called Zrizin Magdimin La Mitzvah, which you have to do the Kiddush, if you can, as early as possible. That means as soon as Shabbat comes in. The Bach doesn't say that. The Bach disagrees with the Rajban. He says you have to do it early as soon as Shabbat comes in, not because of the general principle called Zrizin Magdimin La Mitzvah, but because of Kiddush. Of course, why Rabbi Gurkov asked earlier, we don't know yet. But that's what the Bach is saying. At least we have analyzed and defined the opinion of the Bach, who says Kiddush must be done 
because of Kiddush, must be done at the beginning of Shabbat. Rajban says I can do Kiddush anytime. Vis-a-vis -vis Kiddush. From the perspective of Kiddush, it can be done anytime. But, Zrizin Madimin La Mitzvah. Generic principle that for the appreciation to mitzvot, you should do it as earlier as possible. Is the argument clear? Let's now move on to a second subject. This time about Lecha Mishneh, about the two chalot. <coughs> On Shabbat, as you know, there is a mitzvah to take two chalot and we say bracha at the beginning of the meal. We do that at night, we do that by day. Called Lechem Mishneh, the double bread. As you may have learned in the text, we derive this from a pasuk that speaks about the man. But essentially this is a rabbinical mitzvah. Which requires a Jew to say a bracha on Shabbat on two chalot when he has his Shabbat meal. Let's take a look at the Talmud. Anyone would like to read the Talmud? Bet Aleph? On the uh, second booklet for Lechem Mishnah. Very good. Which essentially, what is the Talmud saying? Defining the mitzvah. Rabbi Abba said, on Shabbat, a person must say the bracha of Amotzi Lechem on two bread, on two loaves of bread, as it says in the Pasuk, Lechem Mishnah, double bread. Do you have to eat from both chalot? Or it's enough to eat from one? Now, I'm, as, uh, I'm not asking if the challah is tasty, which is usually, of course, if you have to eat from both or just from one. I'm asking from the requirement of the mitzvah. Do you have to eat from both? What do you say? Based on the text you have learned. Just one. Sure, 100%. Anyone disagree? Indeed. Indeed. So if you take a look uh, at the text Tet, which is the continuation of the Talmud, the Talmud tells us a story addressing this very question. I'm going to read it and translate it together. Amar Avashi, do you have the text Tet, number 9? Amar Ravashi. Ravashi said, I saw he was watching Rav Kahana on Shabbat when he did Lechem Mishneh. That held the two chalot and he only cut and ate it from one. Omar, he said, Laktuktiv. In the Pasuk it says Lactu, in other words, the original source for Lechem Mishneh is associated with the word the gathered Lechem Mishneh, 
there in the story they gather the man, but this is the source for Lechem Mishneh, so we'll stick to the words. They gathered, Lakto. It's about holding the two bread during the bracha, and eating, you can eat from one. Rabbi Zeira, however, have a batza akula shirute. He would cut kula shirute. Now, what it means exactly kula shirute? Several explanations, but we are going to follow the one of the Rashba, which is the next text, text Yud. Rabbi Zera batza akula shirute nirali. He would cut both breads, cut and eat. I mean, he would take from each one of the two halot. He would eat from each one of the two. So in other words, we have an argument here between two great sages, Rav Kahana and Rabbi Zera, two sages of the Talmud, whether the two halot of Shabbat, when you take them, you have to eat from both, or it's enough to eat from one. Afkana says it's enough to eat from one. Rabbi Zera says no, you have to eat from the two halot. That's our second argument about the halot on Shabbat. Let's now open the third booklet and to cover a final argument for the day. This time about Ner Havdalah. So it's on uh, page 3 in the third booklet of Ner Havdalah. Let's take a look at text Bet Aleph from the Talmud in Tractate Brachot. Bet Shammai Omrim. Bet Shammai says, Shebara Maor Ha'esh. Ubet Hillel Omrim, Bore Meore Ha'esh. What is the argument? As you know, we have a mitzvah, again, a rabbinical mitzvah at the end of Shabbat, to say a blessing on a candle, on a flame. What's the blessing? Well, an argument. What do you have to say exactly? Baruch atah Hashem elokenu melech haolam, says Bet Shammai, Shebara, who created Maor, in the singular, Ha'esh, the, uh, the uh, luminary of the, of the fire. Ubetilel Omrim, and Betilel says, Bore Meore Ha'esh. In the plural. Meore, the many elements that exist within the fire. And that's what we do. Today, when you do the bracha at the end of Shabbat, you follow the opinion of Bet Hillel, and you say, you see the, the flame, you see the fire, Baruch atah, bore meore ha'esh. Now, what is the plural referring to? What are the few elements that exist within the fire? Says Rashi, text 4, text Dalet, Harbe meorot, Shalhevet, the flame, Aduma, reddish, Levana, whitish, Veirak Rakat, blue-greenish. In other words, he says, within the fire, there are different colors. 
which you can actually also physically see in a flame. Each time you look at a flame, you can see you know, there's a bit reddish, sometimes there is a bit bluish, sometimes there is some what, what, what we see as, as yellow, orange, different colors that exist within, within the fire. And when we say the bracha esh, we are referring to the different colors that exist within the flame, within the fire. That's one opinion. But if you take a look at the next text, you'll see there is a second opinion explaining, interpreting this plural language. What is that referring to? Text hey, number five. Shita Mekuvetzet. Let's skip the first line. We'll get to the next page. Pirej Rashizal. So he quotes Rashi again. What is Meore, the plural? Yeroka, greenish, bluish. Ulevana, white, shchorava, damdamet, dark red. Yesh beshalevet, there is in a flame. Hilkach yevarech, Meore. That is why the nusach, the terminology that you have to use is plural. Veharayvetzan. Another sage, Rishon, Rabino Avraham ben David, disagrees with Rashi. He says, Piresh, Deharbe Tashmishim Mishtamshin Bo, Ora, Vechimum, Ubishulochim. He says, What is the Meore, the plural, the multiple element within the fire? Isn't the color, the physical color that you can see in the flame. That is not what we are referring to. We are referring to the many uses that one can derive and benefit from the fire. Light, heat, and cooking. This is the reference in the terminology of the bracha, me'ore a'esh. The many uses that exist within the fire. 